0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian,
1: and I'm Stormy.
0: And I was gonna do like da 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 but that seems so lame. Da
1: da 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 Oh my god, we should have done the um from SpongeBob where they're like da 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 da.
0: Oh yeah, where they did it
1: for fucking ever. <laughs>
0: that was for the uh the training video was it not yeah oh iconic legendary iconic spongebob episode it's
1: also legendary because it's my favorite legends birthday month it's the baby
0: oh it's you that's been saying that i told austin the other day i was like we were in the kitchen saying something and i was like yeah we got to make sure it's right for the baby and he's like what i was like have you not been calling me at the baby and he's like no i was like who's been calling me at the baby so it was star mate. i can't believe i forgot it's me
1: it's my baby
0: i was high when you did that so oh. <laughs> over my head i just remembered it <laughs> i just remembered somebody uh saying that about me i just didn't know who uh but yeah so it's march the theme for this month is adrian's birthday bash i guess that's what we're rolling with uh And pretty much what we're going to be doing, I mean, what's a bash without guests? So every week we're going to have a special guest on to discuss a movie that they are all about and that they want to watch. So I think it's going to be a fun month.
1: Fun, anxiety inducing, um, reasons to drink. Pretty much your birthday for me normally. So it's good to have a little bit of normalcy in my life.
0: You're right. I guess we should tell everybody who comes on, you know, like, "Hey, have a drink." I maybe not. But, but we'll surely be having a drink. But yeah, so I mean, we have a stacked episode this week, we're going to be discussing, of course, the 1998 film Bride of Chucky, and we'll be introducing our very special guests, obviously, I mean, if you follow us on social media and everything already, you already know who it is, uh, but they'll be on a little bit later to discuss that movie, uh, so it was a pretty lengthy discussion, and we are trying our best to keep our episodes shorter than usual so uh we're pretty much skipping over this week in horror and just gonna discuss i guess what's been spooking us this week have you seen anything stormy
1: no i've (laughs) been an old lady this week i've (laughs) literally gone to bed by like 7 p.m
0: you are you are still going to bed so early which i mean you know living living for you
1: listen i'm old compared to you i got i got shit to do
0: i turn 26 next week isn't that crazy
1: welcome to your late 20s bitch
0: oh my god <laughs> get out the
1: wrinkle cream
0: oh my goodness listen i'm ready for it i think i think my late 20s are gonna be great i feel like i've come into myself a decent amount not a lot but a decent amount
1: yeah people are always talking about like oh your early 20s are the shit blah blah blah, blah. but i feel i feel like my late 20s early 30s are gonna be the sweet spot
0: I feel like my early 30s are going to be, like, where I shine. I feel like that's where I'm going to be. I mean, with the age of 30, which is stupid because age is just a number. uh, But I think with the title of being a 30-year-old, like, you just kind of have maturity, I guess. Like, people kind of just immediately have, like, a little bit more respect for you. Uh, So I think I'm going to have, like, a good early 30s because I feel like I'm going to be so wild in my early 30s
1: oh we're going back to our wild days
0: i am my early 20s i think uh, we have to think of where we came from i mean we grew up like in the small town and you know just to not try to hang out with everybody who was really racist or homophobic or sexist you know i just didn't do any crazy stuff throughout my high school years and so like my college years were me like trying to like have fun but still like just try to get because I was still back in that hometown so there just there wasn't a lot of people to hang out with in general and then I went from that to moving up here to Vegas and you know moving up here to Vegas was at first like the first six months or so were like party central like we were getting lit uh but then after that it was like immediately like adulting I guess like just things started moving and uh, like the partying stopped and uh, so I feel like I got I, I I don't know, like early twenty or like, what was I, how old was I when I moved out here? Like 23? I think so. Okay, well like from like 24 to, it's only been two years, but the last two mm-hmm. years have been just taken over, so I'm going to use my early 30s to just be buck wild, I think.
1: I'm ready. I'm going to be literally an old woman, but I'll hobble around. I'll make my way.
0: Yeah, we'll make, you'll, you'll be right there beside me. I have no no qualms about that. No worries.
1: I am fully vaccinated as of today, so. <gasps> oh, woo!
0: I'm gonna put sound I effects know. here.
1: Boom, 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 boom. I,
0: you know, the vaccine is still a distant future for me, or the near future, hopefully, for me sometime soon. I still haven't been able to register
2: yet,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: we'll see what happens.
1: It's only because of my job. Are you. You're wanting to take it yeah I, I kind of leave it up to personal choice for sure, um, as far as discussion goes, because especially the people that I have associated with in the past mm. and then am related to have some heated discussions. So I've learned to kind of just leave the discussion up to each person,
0: but: yeah, I think it's I think it's a smart thing to do. Um, I know where people have like general concerns, just like you know. And just with vaccines in general, just, like, Mm -hmm. I understand, like, the general concern there, but I don't know. I just think it's the best option, especially because we're still, like, legitimately in a pandemic, and I feel like it's probably just...
1: Texas is opening its doors in, like, less than six days.
0: Girl. Ridiculous, right? So stupid. So. I'm tired of it. A real-life horror movie, like, that whole... I mean, everything, this whole... This past year has been ridiculous, but... Gosh, I feel so bad.
1: It's almost been a year since I've seen your pretty little face in person.
0: I know, it's been so long. Isn't that crazy?
1: I might cry. Oh, so. wow.
0: Wow. Okay, <laughs> well, we're celebrating me this month. <laughs> yes. Just how I'd like it. Uh, well, of course, you know, Stormy's been a busy woman, so she hasn't had the chance of watching anything. I watched a few things. Um, I rewatched Hell House. Have you seen Hell House? Yes. Okay, love. And I didn't know that Amazon Prime. Uh, has the director's cut. So it's, like, two hours long. Oh. So I watched that version, and it was great. Fantastic. That movie still genuinely, like, freaks me out every time I watch it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did it not
1: scare you when you watched it? Uh, no, not really.
0: What? It's the clown for me. It's the clown for me, baby.
1: Uh, I don't do well with clowns. But surprisingly, I wasn't, like... I don't know. I think clowns are more, like, an in-person thing. Because lately, I've been... Pennywise is looking kind of good.
0: Story. Always.
1: I'm just saying. I used to be super afraid of clowns, and I'm like, now I'm like, am I though?
0: And now you're like vibing. Things are changing.
1: Right. Things are happening.
0: <laughs> you're growing, maturing. Uh, I think the reason the movie freaks me out is because I watched it when I first moved up here to Vegas. It was me and my old roommate. And so, like, we were, of course, like, on our mattresses on the floor in our living room in our apartment. And we were just watching movies and TV, like, constantly. Especially, like, for the first, like, two weeks where we didn't have work. Like, we were just watching movies, like, left and right. And TV shows, that's when we started Supernatural. And I got, like, halfway through that first season before I just gave up. Uh, but this was one of the movies that we're like, let's just put on Hell House. And it to me, it starts off so stupid. Like, the mockumentary style and, like, the news yeah. reporting and the YouTube videos and the interviews. And I was like, this is... So, this is gonna be so bad. But as it like kept going, I was like, it kept like just gagging me every chance it got. It freaked me out. The ending gets a little wild for my liking, but it's still great and it still freaked me out. And the extra time with this director's cut really adds to me, at least, a lot of very, very fun scares. Love it. So check it out if you haven't seen Hell House. If you haven't seen Hell House altogether, I would definitely check it out. But if you've seen it and you have not seen the director's cut, I do recommend. It's awesome.
1: I'll have to use my Amazon Prime for something.
0: Right. But the only other thing I watched this week was the Wrong Turn reboot.
1: How was that? I've seen a lot of hype online.
0: I've seen a lot of, like, back and forth, really, with this movie.
1: Really? I've only seen hype, so...
0: I mean, I guess you're right. I think a lot of people at least mine, have, like, just been complaining about, like, the title. But, yeah, just from what I've seen, people seem to really enjoy it, but they just don't like the fact that it's called Wrong Turn. Kind of like, I guess, like, how people were upset that Scream 5 is going to be just Scream.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We've proved it worked with Halloween. We, I mean, people are still fucking hyped for Scream. Right. Like, I feel like this trend is probably here to stay because it is such a big success. And like you said, I think it was whenever we were discussing Halloween. Um, nobody that is new to the like horror world, or like that's just going to casually see a movie. Which why are you doing that right now? But <laughs> I digress. Like nobody's gonna click on Edition Five. Like you know what I mean? Right. Especially if they haven't seen it. Like or i don't know i've seen it with i think it was with the final destination movies i was like oh let's watch um i can't remember if it was like 5 or something like that
0: the final destination
1: yeah and my mom was like i thought they were done with 4 <laughs> I, like, I don't understand wait wait and then so i'm like yeah i can get it i understand the reboot trend see i guess
0: like mild spoilers with the movie uh so i mean going into the movie like the trailer it really doesn't show a lot it just shows people walking around in the woods and like clearly somebody's in the woods messing with them um so again like mild spoilers they're not like crazy incest cannibals like they were in the first or in the original like just line of movies i think that's where a lot of people are upset is because it's not like the same type of uh antagonist like it's God forbid
1: different. we don't have fucking incestual creeps stabbing people.
0: Listen, and I'm the same way. Like, I I just wish... I mean, it's again, you can have your own opinions, but I don't think, like, them not having cannibals in this movie is, like... It doesn't diminish the Wrong Turn name. Like,
1: like if the title was, like, Wrong Turn Killer Cannibals, I would get why we'd be upset if there wasn't any cannibals. But there's nothing about the term Wrong Turn or wrong term wrong turn that like
0: alludes to cannibals right yeah if it's called cannibals who eat you in the woods and like this was their reboot and it was something different then maybe i can understand the title like not making sense but it makes perfect sense like to me again it doesn't diminish the value of like what that title means or what it brings and i think the reboot is i mean it's not a remake of the series it's a reboot like it's rebooting the franchise and i think Unlike most reboots or what people try to claim as reboots, it actually does it, like it actually reboots the franchise in a new different direction that I think is actually very interesting. Um, I will say the beginning of the movie was so uh, boring. like the first 40 to 50 minutes, I was I was checking out girl. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I don't
1: think I'm gonna hang in for an hour, bro. I think you
0: can. It really it really pays off. And I think if you can get past, like, the first 40 to 50 minutes, it's well worth it. It's so fun. Like, the last half of this movie is literally so fun. But the beginning is really just, like, I couldn't help but, like, just, like, want to turn it off. And to be quite frank, I did. The first, time, the first night I watched it, I watched the first hour. Um, they started getting knocked off. And they got taken to, you know, these killers' uh, spot. I guess we can say for now. And I was like, you know, let me just, I just, I couldn't. I turned it off. I was like, I just can't right now. And then I went back and I rewatched the entire movie from start to finish and it just, it worked differently. I like gave it another shot. I was like, I don't want to be like that person who just like isn't feeling it. But it just felt like so, it felt so basic. Like it just felt so basic. Um, like the first couple, it's just like, you know, kids in like this creepy small Southern town and like, there's just like creepy racist people watching them and, um, <laughs> another minor spoiler, uh. Well, there's gay characters in this movie, which we love. We love the gay representation. But I will say, I'm so sorry, Stormy. One of the gay characters dies first. So I was oh. over it. At that point, I was. that's when I wanted to turn off the movie. I was like, I'm not watching this movie where the gay person dies first. It was so annoying. And I was like, I rolled my eyes into the fucking stratosphere. I was so over it. And I was like, this is just so, just so bad. And I was so pissed off. And just like the characters get no development besides like the lead character. But again, once you get past, like, that hour, it just kind of works out. And I truly like the movie a bunch. And I kind of want to watch it again. It's it's great. And I do hate the first half, still. I don't, like, I, I hate how those characters are treated. But the last half of this movie is fucking killer. And I think you're going to enjoy it. It it literally had me gagging, clutching my pearls a number of times.
1: Clutching my pearls.
0: Yes. I think it's worth it. So if, if you can get past the fact that there's no cannibals in this movie, if that's stupidly what's holding you back from watching this movie i think it's well
1: worth it i know we're a horror podcast but i really want to mention very quickly that i watched um the king of staten island with pete davidson
0: oh how was that
1: and it was a horror that's why i'm bringing it up um it was terrible i really loved his character and i feel like they could have gone far with it, but it just fell flat on its fucking face. At the end, me and Shannon were like, what? Like, that's the end of it?
0: The real horror is shitty movies, and wasting two hours of my time watching something I did not like.
1: Wasting Pete Davidson on a shit fucking movie.
0: I'm pretty did he, like, Yeah, he had, like, a part in that movie, though, so he was, he's I think to blame. it's, like,
1: partly biography, like, it's kind of true, and that makes me feel bad, being like, wow, that's a terrible fucking movie, you get fucked, but... <clears throat> Whatever. That's the only thing, the only thing <laughs> that I watched. And I really don't think that it helped me, like, want to watch anything else. I was like, wow, I wasted yeah. an hour and a half of my time. I don't want to waste any more time watching movies.
0: Girl, I want you to watch Wrong Turn. I want you to watch the remake. I think you'll really enjoy it.
1: I can commit to that.
0: A lot. It's really great. It really is. It's really great. And, like, in, like, wanting to go back and watching it and knowing how it kind of all comes together... I can kind of get past the beginning. And the beginning makes more sense now that I finished it all. I just hated what, I hated where they were going with it at first. But it works out. And they I, made a
1: right turn. Oh! Yes. <laughs> <it>, so. nice. <laughs> but, um... T- <laughs> Anything else? Anything else you want to add for this week? No. Just that I'm super fucking excited for our guest this week. Same. And I'm really
0: excited to talk about quite honestly like one of my favorite horror movies and especially in rewatching it like i forgot how much i enjoy bride of chucky
1: honestly let's crack into it hey
0: everybody so if you're enjoying the podcast so far definitely look into giving us a rating it would be really really beneficial we're open to ideas and feedback it really goes a long way so go ahead and look into giving us a rating again we're on apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. All righty, guys. Well, we are back. And I mean, this month, obviously, the theme is my birthday, birthday bash. And what's a birthday bash without guests and people that we love? So we're going to be kicking the month off with Sydney. Hi, Sydney.
2: Hey, babe.
1: Hello! <laughs> Welcome
0: to Slasher. Thank you for joining us. Happy to. I mean, we had to bring you on, and I just am so excited to have you here. Uh, I was on your podcast not too long ago, so... Yes, you were. I mean, that's how the world works, you know, the days of our lives. That's just how the world turns. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast?
2: Um, well, I am the host and editor, producer, um, mastermind behind Really Queer, an LGBTQ plus movie podcast, um, it is a companion podcast to my uh, lukewarm, successful movie Nights that I host here in uh, Kentucky, where I show like double feature films. Um, I pair like a, a cute little uh, movie together um, have some people out. We watch them, we talk about them, kind of identify queer themes and the podcast works the same way. So we um, like each episode, I'm joined by a guest. And they co-host along with me as we discuss the queer themes, the tropes, the characterizations, for better or worse, of some of our most beloved films, from masterpieces to cringy, guilty pleasures. And that's really queer in a nutshell. We love it. Iconic behavior. And we're we're here,
0: you know. When I was on Sydney's podcast and they asked me, they said, What is your podcast about? And I was like, um, you know, we hit record. And we kind of wrote. chaos. <laughs> we wrote the punches. It's controlled editing. I think it's controlled chaos is what it is. Uh, but yeah, that's fantastic, fantastic. I love your podcast. It's amazing. Well, thank you. Obviously, you do focus at least thus far. You focus a lot on horror films. But I'm definitely interested to see where it goes because I think just in general with film and queerness altogether, the queer coding that you can find in these films, it's a, it's exciting. Uh, but you're also, of course, a drag queen. How long have you been doing drag?
2: Um, I think six. Oh my God. I'm coming up on seven years this year in April. Wow.
1: A whole career.
2: I can't believe I feel so old. You're tenured, a tenured drag queen. A tenured, a tenured <laughs> queen. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, um, it's, yeah, it's been seven years. I started off with, a. started off with a bang. I performed, um, Ariana Grande did this. Um, like she was like singing at some ice skating tournament thing I don't know. And she did um, Rihanna's only girl in the world. And it started off with like a, like a shoe up kind of cutesy vibe, you know, very like, <laughs> like um, honeymoon Avenue kind of vibe, like yours truly era. Yes. It was that time. Um, and then it went into like a more like Rihanna vibe, um, like midway through and it was more tempo. And like, as I came out, like I, it was at a college show and there was this big wall and um, it was made, it was like one of those stage walls. And I couldn't figure out how to get out. And I was like, is this like a, is this like, do you, do you press it? So I, I gave it like a little, I didn't push it hard. I don't, I'm not a strong person. I like barely tapped it and it went and it fell right over. And I just stood there and I was like, and like, and like the, this, this, the, like a second, I had like a moment of like, do I, do I, do I run? And I was like,
1: fight or flight clicked in. No.
2: And I just like, yep. I was like, okay, let's just go. And I was like, okay. And I just went ahead and did it. Um and now uh 7 years later I'm still kicking losing wigs having a good time. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, cuz yeah, 2013 was when uh Ariana's first album came out cuz that's when I started college. Love that.
2: It's so long ago. It's weird to think. Like it doesn't feel that long to me, but it really really is.
0: It is. I had um a moment earlier when I was tweeting uh, I forgot what it was. I tweeted something and I was like fuck I was in college seven years or eight years ago is when I started college and I was like and I still talk about it like it happened yesterday people are probably tired of me talking about college and like my experiences and my degree because they're like girl shut the hell up it happened 10 years ago like you're nobody at this point
2: I still talk about my old job like I'm like I just left I'm like well at my old job what we used to do (laughs) And I'm That's like, girl, you haven't been a manager in six years. Shut the hell up. That's me at my current job.
0: I'm like, at my old job when I was a, you know, a team lead and whatnot. Yeah. This is how I handle things. I'm like, yeah, but you're at the bottom of the barrel here, honey. And they just stare at Tea. me. <laughs> they're like, you're. it means nothing here. But I'm like, just so you know, I, I've been places. And I'll drop the, I have a college degree in communications. I
1: was somebody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, but what are you doing with it? Nothing. Clearly you're working here, bottom of the barrel. But. No, we digress um so also when we bring people onto the podcast we always like to ask and if you don't like really know that's completely okay but what was like your introduction to horror
2: yeah my first um I, I have like a weird intro to horror because I was raised like really religious um so I wasn't allowed to watch like anything like I wasn't allowed to listen to anything anything worldly um so my like I knew of horror And I like I had seen like commercials for things, so like I kind of knew about it. But my first time ever watching a horror movie was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I know you love. (laughs) (laughs) It is an iconic film. It's my favorite of the Texas Chainsaw movies. Period. Point blank, no one can tell me that it's not a great film. It is. Period. And um, followed up the like the the same weekend I think. uh, Freddie versus Jason. It was my, that was my first, like, my first Freddie and my first Jason film, which of course, those two are my, like, became like big influences for me um, as a a horror fan. I watched that movie theaters as well.
0: And I remember those commercials for Freddie versus Jason, just the way they would be on TV, they'd be so crazy. I'm obsessed with them I I guess you kind of led into it too a little bit because I also wanted to ask if you had like any inspirations even like with your drag persona with like horror characters if anybody inspires you or if
2: yeah well initially whenever I started like whenever I started kind of getting the bug for drag I initially was going to be a spooky girl a spooky (laughs) girl um but I ended up kind of going in more of like a I don't know like everybody's weird aunt or a substitute teacher kind of (laughs) kind of way. Um, But my, my influences when I first got started were very much like uh, Elvira, um, Sharon Needles. Um, Just yeah, like, like today, like if if Dragula were out, when I started in 2013, I would have probably been a very different, different performer. (laughs) Influences different been exposed to different things, but I grew up in the pageant world. So I kind of just look the way I look, especially down in the South.
0: Definitely very pageanty. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I love it. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Who's your favorite Dracula queen? Um, I just okay. So <laughs> funny story about Dracula. I just so I tried to watch Dracula season one when it premiered, but I'm and I I get a lot of the, I get stuff about this all the time. I love horror, but I can't do like body horror. And one of the first yeah one of the first challenges was like putting needles in the girls. And I was like, I can't watch this. So I I just was like, I love it. I think it's cool. I can't do it. (laughs) So I never watched it. I just watched, I binged it. I binged uh, season three and then season two and then Resurrection. And I'm going to do season one on my next work week. Um, They were really good. My favorite queen so far, granted I haven't seen season one, um, is Bitch Puddin'. Same, love Bitch Puddin'. Obsessed. But I do love Landon a lot. Oh, Boots, yeah. Literally, I mean... I asked if it's it's Landon uh it's uh bitch Landon and then uh Louisiana
0: oh yes oh my god I love I also love uh Priscilla Chambers I definitely love Priscilla Chambers I love Dracula. I can go on and on about Dracula. but we're obviously this week we're discussing Bride of Chucky the 1998 film so I'm very excited
1: The Bride of Chucky is a 1998 horror film that sees a murderous doll finding its partner in crime. The wedding dress wearing femme fatale, Tiffany, joins Chucky on a Route 66 murdering spree. They hitch a ride with two eloping graduates, and of course, chaos ensues. This film sees a new approach to the previous movie's formula, bringing more humor to the table. Although the shift in pace initially divided fans, the cultural impact has set the film apart and allowed it to become favorite in the series for many.
0: Shot primarily in Canada, the movie was made on an estimated budget of $25 million. It would go on to make about $11 million opening weekend, and then about $50 million worldwide. Directed by Ronnie Yu and written by series creator Don Mancini, the film was spearheaded by a cast filled to the brim with noteworthy names. Jennifer Tilly is Tiffany. Brad Dourif is Chucky. Catherine Heigl is Jade. Nick Stembeel is Jesse. Gordon Michael Wilvelt is David. And John Ritter is Chief Warren. So... Breda Chaki obsessed with this movie first and <laughs> foremost. She's delicious. She's nutritious.
1: I've been in love with Jennifer Tilley since childhood. So
0: obsessed. And so Cindy, what
1: made you want to talk about this movie? Well, whenever you
2: guys asked me to be on, um, I was thinking, what is a what is a movie that I can talk about queer beats, like bring a little bit of my expertise and flavor to. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. but that I think that you guys would also vibe with um, and I figured Jennifer Tilly, everybody loves Jennifer Tilly um, <laughs> it's also an iconic film um, and it's a 90s film so it hits most of my it hits most of my like favorite beats and from what I can tell most of y'all's favorite beats So I was flabbergasted
0: I have not seen this movie since childhood so I kind of went into it knowing the premise of everything but mm-hmm. like I was gobsmacked like i forgot how fun it is as a movie it's so fun and stormy obviously you are obsessed with this movie
1: yeah um i used to be terrified of chucky but then this movie came out and i was feeling some things for jennifer tilly and that just (laughs) changed the whole vibe
0: it's ridiculous i mean do we enjoy like the tone shift of this movie from like the previous three to what they're doing now
2: oh yeah i don't like the third movie very much I'll say that. I love the I love the second one. I do. I love the second one. I love I really like the first one. Um, but the fourth one's definitely my favorite. And I think it's because of the tone shift.
0: Definitely. Is this your favorite too, Stormy, in the series?
1: Yeah, I really think that we could end the Chucky series with this movie, and I would be perfectly fine.
0: Agreed. See, I think it's my second favorite. I still love the second movie the most, like just in terms of like what it brings for me personally, obsessed. But I didn't realize I was gonna like this one so much like it, it skyrocketed to the top of my list and it it's now competing with the second movie but it's Jennifer Tilly really is what it is like that's why this movie is so fucking good and she's like the star of this movie I don't care if she is or isn't to people to me she's like she is what brings life into this entire franchise oh
2: she's absolutely the star of this film absolutely when you talk about like it's it's literally in the name bride bride of Chucky she's she's why we're here
1: right
0: and it was this i i mean personally like you said the third movie is not good i don't think it's good at least either i don't enjoy it so i mean it was like dead in the water the series kind of felt like for a bit Mm -hmm. and then i mean they literally they went in a completely different direction obviously like with most horror around this time like scream and like it's meta commentary definitely kind of breathe or i don't even know what how do you say that i'm stupid breathe breath new life into like the genre i guess i think it's breathed i don't know I don't know at all at birth the horror on this side was taken. at <laughs> birth uh, we'll be talking about birth at the end of this movie because I have a lot to say about that Ugh. um may. <laughs> I forgot that happened uh I was disgusted really
1: um how <laughs> um honestly they did a lot of resurrecting in this movie they both did. figuratively and literally so
0: very that very that but yeah, so this movie was crazy. And I also enjoyed the television shift. Uh, but, but yes, I mean, the movie... I mean, it starts off with the bang. Obviously, that opening scene is insane. It's everything to me. It's... I don't know. Like, just... I mean, obviously, Living Dead Girl is, like, synonymous with this movie. And I've been listening to that song all day just because of this movie. It's so
2: good. Mood. This whole The whole soundtrack is a mood. Like, a full... Like, it, it's a very sexy mood. Like, the opening scene... <laughs> Is such I was I I don't remember who I said this to today, but I was saying that if you watch this film, and you're not already bisexual, you will feel bisexual because Jennifer Tilly will will put you there. Right, and it's because of that opening the the opening scene is so sexy. <laughs> She's wearing this bombshell, badass like. What is that? Like a latex? I, it I looks latex to me.
0: Maybe a vinyl. I
2: don't know, but it looks great. I'm gonna say it's a latex because that's expensive and this is not some cheap bitch. So <laughs> she's wearing this like latex, like body con, just like two like painted on beautiful little little ditty. And she gets out of this car after murdering this cop in the throat.
1: With a nail file.
2: Then proceeds to file her nails with a bloody file. That is so sexy. So hot.
0: And she licks her fingers. She licks the blood off her yes. fingers, grabs this mangled doll, and stomps. She literally stomps out of this fucking empty warehouse with fucking Rob Zombie blasting through the speakers. I'm right.
1: Just like, you know what? Just the shot of her and the fishnets just walking away. Stomp on me. Yes. Please. Please.
2: If she was to stab me in the throat wearing that outfit, I would thank her.
1: I would apologize for bleeding on her shoes.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. My disgusting blood like ruined everything. But it's amazing. Even like the ridiculous title card, which is so 90s.
1: The font.
0: (laughs) So 90s. Like so 90s. Everything, the CGI was rough. But I was like forgiving everything. I was like, it just feels right. Like it just feels like it. Even the CGI spider that they use later on in the movie was... Needless, they could have just used a real spider, but it was CGI. Trash.
2: Yeah, that was a night That's a time capsule of the nineties, though. To like, they were like, "We got this technology." The, you know, some dude was like, "Like this is so cool. Look at what I did." <laughs> and they're like, "Let's put that in the movie. This is wicked.
1: This is his moment."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my so god. I
2: support it, and it didn't look so terrible for the nineties. It just needed. It
0: didn't even like. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like, even like the death with like the in the waterbed, even like mm-hmm. those ridiculous CGI shards, like, pr- they look passable, if we'll say that. Yeah. Um, but also, this movie is, it really like defines like where. This horror franchise is gone because this is also where we got like Chucky's redesign, which I mm-hmm. think is so fucking terrifying. He looks way more terrifying than he did in the first three films, which is funny because now it's like a more comedic approach. But I am obsessed with his redesign with the stitching and his crazy hair. Like that's what I think Chucky. That's what I think of as like Chucky when I think of Chucky.
2: This is what he should have looked like after the first film.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: He was burned and then they, re- <laughs> then they, they literally like rebuilt him in the second film. Like, I understand why they did it. Like, they made, the the narrative made sense. Right. But he's not creepy. Lo- I mean, he's he's creepy looking in the sense that he's a, a walking, talking, murderous doll. Right. But the stitching and, like, the stapled, like, wefts of hair, that's creep. That's actually kind of, that's creepy to me. I mean, I'm not scared by it, but it's <laughs> creepy. Yeah,
0: even when they try to make him scary, it doesn't work. But I think it, I do, I love the tone shift because, like, literally after the first movie he's just not scary like in the second movie they i mean the second movie still kind of works but like you can only make a little bitty doll like that so scary it worked in like the first two but by the third movie like we clearly see it's just it just looks comedic so i definitely love that they just went in, they just went in with his one-liners they went in with his nasty attitude and just made him a complete nuisance and it worked perfectly especially in this movie because then there's tiffany who's kind of like the I can't say that word either. Listen, I was all talking about my college degree earlier.
1: I uh, <laughs> love an educated bitch. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, like just their uh their personalities and just how much like they offset each other. But at the same time, like they also work together, even though anybody shipping them is like toxic because their relationship is so toxic throughout this entire movie.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: I don't know. I like that the movies it is, it's about Tiffany, obviously. And it's about her like building up the courage to like fight back against Chucky. Because I like, I don't they're cute together obviously as little doll selves but it is so toxic everything about them is so toxic
2: it's very much a like a um Harley Harley and Joker kind of style relationship where if someone's like like you're the Chucky to my Tiffany I'd be like girl (laughs) you need to get the fuck out of there
1: red flag on the field honey
2: (laughs) I'm worried by the way your eye makeup looks super cute very cute
1: thanks queen I worked really hard.
0: <laughs> we had to make an impression on our guest.
1: Pursues to drink.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I also did not know with this movie that there was a gay character. Like that was yeah. completely new to me. And I did not remember. What that do you from mean? I didn't. I did not remember that from my childhood. I went into it and I was like.
1: That should have made an impression. No,
0: it didn't. It surely did not. I was probably so repressed that I just like, I, f- I put all my energy onto Jennifer Tilly as like a symbol so I can have like pictures and stuff of her. You know how it was. I was masking anything else that was gay with just, like, a beautiful woman who I wanted to be. So I completely, like, everything else in this movie didn't exist to me as a child. It was literally just her. So I didn't know there was a gay character. And he's handled, I think to me at least, pretty
2: well in this movie. Yeah, he's not an, He's not particularly interesting, but I kind of like that because his his queerness isn't like um, a punchline.
1: Yeah, it's not the focal point of him.
2: And this movie was made in... 98. 98. Like... Queer characters weren't written like even in like Bring It On, which is objectively a gay film, like the queer character there is relentlessly mocked throughout the yep. movie. This one, literally, like the closest that they kind of get to like kind of making, kind of making fun of him from a, nar- a narrative standpoint is whenever he's talking about the um the flower, and figure skating. But I think that they were just I think that was like a '90s a '90s way of saying, hey, this character is gay. Right. But they weren't like, nobody like said anything, like called him a pansy or anything like that, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for an F-bomb this entire movie. I yeah, really yeah.
1: was. Absolutely.
0: And it didn't come. And I was very, I mean, I was happy about that. And he, and he was boring. He really he didn't bring much to the movie. But I liked, again, that he wasn't a punchline because I was waiting for it this entire movie. And they didn't bring it. So I was like, you know what? This movie gets more points for me for not making fun of the one gay character they have.
2: He also gets the um, he also gets one of the um, I'm going to say many. I don't know that if that's really accurate, but the I'm going to say many uh, heartfelt moments where he's talking with um, Catherine Heigl um, outside of her home before old dude, whatever his name is, comes and picks her up. And she um, she's like, uh, I think she asked him, like, do you remember? What's his, like the, some guy that he used to oh, date. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I do. Did you love him? And he's like, yeah, I did. And like, she asks what happened. And he tells her that his mom found letters that he had written to him and she freaked out and then he never got to, they never talked again. And that's a, that's a gen, that's a real queer experience that yep. holds up today, right. especially in the nineties, that was told without any any joke afterward or anything. It was a heartfelt moment from a queer character telling their own story, which I think deserves applause. And you know why that probably happened? Because this movie is written by a gay man. Yep, which we
1: love. I just want to say, and maybe it's not my space to speak, and y'all can completely put me in my place, but I am bothered that he's the typical gay best friend. That does bother me, that he's the gay best friend of the straight woman.
0: And I think if they're going to have a boring friend character who's just there to be part of the body count... At least giving him some type of personality kind of helps, so I can kind of forgive it. But it is very annoying because he's again just the like the gay best friend character.
1: But yeah, like I feel like we could have found a space for him that was valid, other than being the gay best friend. Is all I'm saying.
2: I think if they had found a different, and I mean, this would have this could. I could see him being used in other ways, but I I think that if he were, it probably would have been in a um like his death is tied not to a vi he has a violent death. Yeah, he does. His his death isn't like an act of violence on him. Right. Like it's not a perpetuated act, which I can appreciate too. Like he's not murdered or um sexually violated or anything like that. Like He's hit by right. a, he's hit by a Mack truck, <laughs> which I can appreciate. Like if it had been like if let's say the honeymoon, like the honeymoon kill. I don't know if I, I don't want to get too ha- too ahead for you guys.
1: No, you're good. We jump all over the place.
2: So go in. Okay. Stunning. So if he had been like one of the, one of the, the more, um, what's the word? Like stylistic kills. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have been with shacked up with some guy in a, in the hotel room and they could have been like doing whatever the 90s thought gay sex looked like um and then (laughs) murdered horribly uh, (laughs) for a straight audience to see and it would have been a well that's what they get for being gay but instead he just gets he gets knocked off for um I guess he I mean he he doesn't really die because of anything he gets out of the he gets out of the truck thinking that his friends are murderers and right back into traffic so i can appreciate that also i think that i think that uh, don mancini probably just wanted to put a queer character in the film and was right. like here's an opportunity because he obviously can't make the two um protagonists i'm assuming that we can call them that the katherine heigl and the other guy i don't know Yeah, who, his name is they're there um they can't they they couldn't make them uh two men or two women because they need a a male and a female counterpart for yeah for for Chucky and Tiffany um so I feel like his place is I feel like his place is fine right okay and they didn't make him they admit they didn't make him yeah they didn't make him catty and bitchy either which I also appreciate that's what I was waiting for the entire time I really was I was waiting for like the worst stereotyping
0: of a character ever. I was waiting every second. I was waiting for it, and it never came. And I was yeah. heartily surprised with it. And he had a fun death, something that I surely completely forgot. So it, when it happened, I was again gobsmacked, shocked. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> David's a cool character. He is just there to be a good friend, and he's a great friend, also. So like, yeah. he literally came and like found them, whether on the fucking run from the law. So I surely wouldn't. <laughs> I surely wouldn't waste my time doing that. So he is. A better person than i am that's
1: He truly was a writer die
2: yeah he was he also um he didn't have a chucky death true like his his death does not feel at all like uh it feels out of place in the film it felt more final destination
1: very that very that
0: it did and the final destination came out like the exact same year like the same death happening in both movies made me laugh uh let's just talk about death so what's your favorite kill in this movie both of you
2: Stormy first.
1: Me? Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Sydney first.
2: Um, I have, I have, it's they're like they're like a centimeter apart. So, um, Jennifer Tilly's bathtub scene because it's fabulous, um, with like the bubbles and the she looks so stunning in her bathtub crying over Bride of Frankenstein with a full mood. Can you imagine, real quick, like let's take a journey. Um, <laughs> we're twenty-somethings in the '90s in a claw foot bathtub in a trailer. I don't know how it fits in there. Honestly. And we have like these like um I don't really know what to call those curtains, but they're like that that interesting vibey kind of pattern. Um and you like close the curtain and you 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 have your claw foot and you get in and there's bubbles everywhere and you've got this tiny little like eight inch TV on a cart and you get to watch TV from your like in your in your bathtub in your trailer. That is so fabulous to me. And her hair is like up really cute. Yes. Stunning.
1: Little curl tendrils.
2: Yes. She just looks so fabulous. And then like whenever Chucky comes in to like stab her, she like punts that little bastard. <laughs> and every in Undead uh, Last Three <laughs> movies, I'm always like, Why does no one kick this stupid ass doll? Doll he's a Literally. doll and they like let him overpower them like he's on top of them holding them down I'm like he's a doll
0: <laughs> just kick his ass please like kick his
2: ass please she like kicks him and then he you know he he pushes the tv in there it gave me like like it has nothing to do with Lingley Blonde. But I love to talk about legally blonde it kind of <laughs> gave me the like the 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 like the the vibe of like her throwing the chocolates at the tv yes liar that. Oh <laughs> <me> <laughs> Um, which I really appreciated. Alternatively, the uh, other favorite scene, um, or uh, kill, I should say, is the uh, waterbed.
1: Fair, fair.
2: Mostly because it reminds me of Friday the 13th. Or not, nope, that's totally wrong. Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those are iconic. Stormy, what's your fave?
1: Fuck. Okay, so I'm fucking Up because my first one is the same as Sydney, Jennifer Tilly, looking so gorgeous while she's dying. I'm jealous. (laughs) I just I know I'll never look that beautiful in my life, especially when I'm dying. So iconic. But I also want to say, like the emo guy dying, like that's probably like so good because one, a man death, thank God. (laughs) And you can just tell that he has mommy issues and we all know how I feel about that. So it just, it felt very, I felt empowered in that moment (laughs) when Chucky just finally just like smothers him with his cheeks, man.
0: Oh my God. But like Jennifer Tilly, like commanding poor Damien to just get on his knees and crawl towards her. Obsessed.
1: Step on
0: me. Obsessed. I was feeling things and I was very confused for a second. Because I was like, okay, just, like, come through my pentagram. Just walk on your hands and knees through my pentagram. I'm doing dark shit in here, but it doesn't matter. I kill people for I'm doing a living dark shit. and you desperately want me. And I I definitely resonated with Damien in that moment. Anything and everything for Tiffany.
1: Right. I would do the exact same thing. Um, I
0: don't know what my favorite death would be. Maybe, maybe the nail gun or, like, the nails, I guess, like, coming off of the uh, – was it an airbag that they used? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was amazing. Very like pinhead vibe. And then Chucky, of course, gives the ridiculous. Somebody like self, like just like the ridiculous humor in this where he like. It's that meta humor. Right. I love that. I thought that was amazing. And Jennifer Tilly just threw out that entire thing. shall that takes a, what'd she say? A, like a homicidal genius to come up with something like that. I said like, you are definitely right. So I, I think that's my favorite. Beyond David. I really do like David getting hit by that act truck because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it and it made me laugh.
1: The nails give me very Final Destination three vibes, and so we all know I'm here for that.
2: <laughs> Lots of Final Destination in this in this in this <laughs> film, right? Actually, the glass, the the glass um, where the boy gets crushed by the the big. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <gasps> yes, I in the we're... second
1: movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, I'm I'm. If they haven't, if they haven't like made a lawsuit already against like the creators of Final Destination, it needs to happen immediately. Don Mancini,
2: go get your check.
0: Please do, honey. I really, I'm excited for the Chucky TV series because I feel like this movie was way too short. I needed more. The what? The the TV series that's coming out. The Chucky TV series. Yeah. Did you not know?
1: What do you mean the what? Where have you been?
0: The what? I think it's where is it going to be on Sci-Fi? I think it's going to be on Sci-Fi. But yeah, by the original creators, by Don Mancini, like he's having a whole Chucky. T- like it's obviously following like Colt and all those other ones.
1: Colt is terrible. Can we talk about that later?
2: Do you not like Colt? I don't like, and I want to be honest. I don't. I have like I have like I kind of like Seed.
1: It really could have ended right here for me. It
2: could have ended with four. Yeah, it could have ended with four.
1: Absolutely.
2: I didn't like the remake much. I had the right no. moments.
1: He. <sighs> Just the redesign they did. I'm not here for her.
2: Not that I came, not that I came here to do a Chucky podcast with you all, and I didn't even like <laughs> bother to know that there was a freaking TV show coming. What? I'm so gagged right now
1: adrian surprises me every week with like something and like we'll talk to we talked about that and i'm like oh well i'm here and i just didn't realize that right now so don't feel alone we're good
0: Yeah, and so they even had like a they even had a teaser that came out maybe like four months ago it's like nothing it's just like chucky laughing in a toy store but like they gave a teaser like they they're ready they're ready to roll with that tv series but i definitely feel like this movie would be like a good TV series. Like, they fucking get to New Jersey so fast. And I was like, I need more. I need more of this
2: movie. I'm so stunned.
1: I want to talk about the inconsistencies with the cities later.
2: With the what?
1: The cities, because he dies in Chicago.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, I was so confused watching this
0: movie. I was like, Hackensack, New Jersey?
2: That's one of the things that I'm really good about. Um, Like, something that I'm, I'm pretty pretty comfortable with with a lot of these movies especially the long running bitch, i'm gonna die <laughs> what was
1: that <laughs> don't mind my phone dying and talking shit to me
2: oh is that what that was
1: yeah she says bitch i'm gonna die sorry <laughs> i've
0: never heard
2: that i've never heard that. i didn't even know you could do that i didn't know that was a thing that could happen
1: don't mind her what were you saying Cindy
2: Oh, I'm really forgiving. I'm really forgiving when it comes to these long running movie um, franchises. When it comes to like inconsistencies with things, um, one of my one of my notes in my Bride of Chucky little thing here is that um, in the trailer, um, when she gets turned into a doll and she's reading Voodoo for Dummies, so fun, um, and she and she's like going through and she's like, "I'll do it myself," and he's like, "You can't." Um, And he tells her to look at chapter six, page 271 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, She turns to 271, but it says chapter 11. It's like (laughs) a small thing. I can spot them, but I'm immediately like forgiving it. Same. I'm the same way. I can't like,
0: I can't, because I'll get taken out of the
2: movie if I start like nitpicking. Like, yeah, my dad does it.
1: I'm that annoying person that does it too.
2: I see them I just choose to go with the fantasy I'm like I choose Same. to I choose to accept this yes right
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm that way with um uh, even just like with like shots like if it cuts from like one camera angle to another and it's supposed to be like a person turning to look and if it's like something like like slightly off like where they're like you're turning in an opposite direction or you can tell they like turn in the opposite direction I noticed shit like that too because I did like all my I just obviously had I've done like a lot of video editing and like obviously we're told to like not do that so when I see that shit in movies also I'm just like girl but I have to ignore it because I want to be able to enjoy the movie and not like get <laughs> get like frustrated about it I'm like this is so simple like y'all sit here in your in post-production for like seven months like you could
2: catch stuff like that like let's figure it out ladies Hollywood get it together I enjoy a mess <laughs> like we just watched we just watched I know it yeah not I know what you did last summer um I know who killed me
0: Lindsay Lohan.
2: And we um we rented out the we rented out a theater here. Um like a like a COVID safe birthday. Okay. um, With like I think it was like twelve people. So we were able to like sit apart and like like um it was very like like uh what's that mystery science theater? Oh very that okay yeah like all of us were just like shouting at the movie and like (sighs) mocking it relentlessly. Like Rocky Horror? Kind of um, like just I mean like every time something stupid would come up we would like we would talk about it but like we were enjoy like, I was able to enjoy the film despite its many issues that's what I like about dumb movies and that's why I like horror so much
1: absolutely
2: like don't hang me like I love horror but a lot of horror is pretty terrible but that's what I like about it
0: absolutely which is why we enjoy it though like you said
1: I just want to say a shout out to the people who are in my DMs mad that I covered the Chris Benoit case. Are they mad? Yeah, I've gotten six death threats.
0: Live tea on the podcast for talking about Crispin Wall? Yeah. Why? So. We're just covering a story. Listen, listeners who are attacking Stormy, we're just
2: talking about a story. Chill the hell out. Also, don't send, don't send death threats. That's tacky. Send 20s. Yes, please. If you wanted to be quiet, send her money. That's a much better motivator. I mean,
1: that won't shut me up, but you know, <laughs> you can try.
2: Well, you got to tell them that they you you got to tell them that it'll shut you up, so they'll send you money, girl. Or you know what? If you have the balls, then send it to our
0: slash her DMs instead, and I'll read you.
1: Oh, love that.
0: I will find you. I will find your IP address, and I will read you down because I'm not going to deal with none of that.
1: Um, Adrian, the protector.
0: <laughs> Wrestling's gay, horror's gay, Bride of Chucky—it's uh... all gay.
1: <laughs> Listen, everything good is gay. Get fucked.
0: Tea. Bury that. Oh, I love that. Um, can we talk about the makeover scene? Because obsessed, like just the way she like dolls up that ridiculous plain-looking oh doll God. into the iconic Tiffany that we know now. Obsessed with it, completely. Barbie,
2: eat your heart out. The doll before her transformation is. Scarier to me. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. She's so so fucking scary. So weird looking.
1: The most Karen I've ever seen.
2: (laughs) Oh boots.
0: Oh, yes. The haircut is insane. I'm glad she got the little doll wig and slapped it on her head
2: because that other doll was ridiculous. Was it a wig? I thought she bleached her hair.
0: I thought so too. Maybe she did because her hair was mangled. That first doll, her hair was mangled. I don't know what was happening underneath that veil, but she surely and she got the little where did where did Tiffany get these? What is she? I guess she has lots of dolls in her trailer. So we're just supposed to assume she had like perfect little a perfect little boots, a perfect little leather jacket. Like she was ready to rumble.
1: She's been preparing for 10 years, Adrian.
2: I guess you're right. Ten years to become a doll, though? I don't think she ever (laughs) is a doll.
1: She's ready to dress Chucky up.
2: She went to build a bear and was like, "Let me get the sluttiest bear clothes." <laughs> she
0: really did. I don't know where she got those clothes. I don't know, especially in 1998. Like, there's no Etsy shops that just sell like slutty doll outfits. Like, I don't know where she picked that shit up.
1: Craigslist.
0: Oh, I guess I suppose Craigslist. I don't know. Or she lives. You know, she's down and dirty. She probably knows people who are making these things on the low because she was ready mm-hmm. to rumble. She also got a.
2: Had a tattoo on her titty.
0: How'd she get a tattoo on her titty?
2: I mean, I'm assuming that she I'm assuming that that Chucky drew it on it has his name on it, but still also you you're mad at him. She was so quick. I mean, talking about the tox the toxic nature of that
0: relationship. Like she was like so quick to just go along with him. But I guess obviously like he intentionally killed her to make her adult so he could get help getting his real body back. But I'm glad in the end that she didn't go through with it and they fucking had that fucking lightsaber moment with those shovels out in the cemetery. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is happening? <laughs>
1: lightsaber moment
0: that fucking camera shot with the overhead yes and they were fucking rolling like i was seeing like them fucking just tumbling like full i was like what is happening michael
2: was like how did they do that and i was like those aren't like that's not puppet pepe- that's not puppeteering anymore that's little that they have <laughs> little people hitting each other with shots right. right now
0: it was honestly the best fight scene in any movie period like Anything in Mortal Kombat, eat your heart out (laughs) (laughs) because that was everything to me. Um, we've completely lost over the other two like main people in this movie, I guess, but they're so boring.
2: They're so boring.
1: Are they important? I don't
0: care. Nothing interesting about them. No, Jesse's hot,
1: Jesse is very hot.
0: hot, so hot.
1: Is he though?
0: Yes, they gave us the whole scene of him washing his car just to surely show us how hot he is. I honestly didn't even know that was the same person. Like they showed him shirtless, I was same. like, "Who's who's this cute boy?" And she's talking to him, and I was like, "Who is this man?" I was like, "He's cute. Is he gonna be in this movie?" And like then he went and met Katherine Heigl, and I was like, "Oh, it's her boyfriend." I was like, "I completely yeah, I had no idea who they were. Like they were so boring. I feel bad for Ka-
2: like lot. He left no impression in his in his initial scene that you're just like. <laughs> but then he has a shirt off and you're like oh my who, <laughs> who is this? this amazing actor oh my, oh my god. god an oscar
0: yes please oh my god he's stealing the show
2: i love i love that scene with that with where they're washing the where uh he's washing his car and jennifer calls him over to lift this
1: heavy the dead ass body box.
2: he's like what's in it this a little bit of this a little bit of that and he like stuffs it in there and she's like on like leaning against her trunk and like rocking back and forth like you want to get a drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love her With Chucky yelling at her from inside the trailer so just this yes. i'm david a little shit what is she a little shit a little kid or something like that
1: a foul mouthed little shit
0: <laughs> so funny he he has a lot of power, like a lot of strength to like just deny her like that because like fuck Catherine heigl fuck jade Really though, she's so boring. Like, what are you doing?
2: She is gorgeous though, she's stunning. I know. Okay. I know that she's. I know that she's like been canceled ad nauseum for <laughs> like what ten years, but she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her face. She's got such like a like a Mandy Moore face. She's very pretty. She doesn't give me anything in this movie, but she's she's very pretty. No, she gives you nothing. Yes, girl, give me nothing.
0: And they were so quick to turn on each other. I was like, you like have this love for each other, and immediately you're like you're a fucking murderer, like, both of them immediately. But after the cop got blown the fuck up, I would also
2: be... To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the cop gets blown up and then the room next to them, the mirror gets shattered. I guess you're right. They have no reason to think, and Michael was like, the, I thought the same thing. Like, they don't love each other. And I'm like, they're also stupid kids and they have no reason to know that there's dolls that have, like, gained sentience. Like... <laughs>
0: They're just, they think they're going by themselves and there's people dying around them. And it makes sense.
2: Yeah. This is a normal reaction. Like, if I was out on the road with Michael and people started ending up dead, and the only, the only like other people with us was like a doll, I'm not going to be like,
1: The doll did it.
2: Like, oops, I did it again. Britney Spears, Barbie (laughs) Bus. What are you doing? Are you killing people? I'm going to be like, Michael, what the fuck?
0: But then, like, when then David comes and saves the day, like, they're also very quick to forgive each other. Oh, so fast. We need development here, because they were, like, they blamed each other right away, they forgave each other right away, but... I don't know. They're ridiculous. And when the dolls are, like, finally revealed, and just the entire scene where Tiffany's cooking for Chucky, and they have their whole ridiculous domestic dispute inside of this RV, was very funny to me. I think they're so funny together as a duo. I understand when people, like, love to talk about them and, like, link them together. I don't want it to be in a romantic sense. They don't need that They deserve She deserves better. But they're so funny. Like, Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly just, like, they're quick with it, like mm-hmm. they're so funny, and like the sex scene was all improvised. Apparently, like they improvised like that whole dialogue with the plastic and the rubber. gold geniuses, I I love them. Completely
2: obsessed with them. It was really, really, really cute, and it was it was a weird scene to think that's cute, but like they're <laughs> they are just magic together, you know. Like everything that they do, like they're watching this movie. Like obviously, it's it's perverted and and raunchy or whatever, but it's also like precious.
0: It is. It's cute. When he proposes to her, I was like, okay, kind of cute, I guess. With the that poor woman's finger all ripped to shreds, obsessed with... Who were those people, by the way? Like, are they con artists? Or, like, what? Like,
2: I kind of... I, I wondered because they... I, I kind of got the vibe that maybe they weren't together together. Right. Because she's like, you're the one that insisted that we come here um he's like well it technically is our honeymoon and i'm like are you you guys pretending to be married or like they don't really explain it all i know is that they stole money and tiffany's like y'all ain't stealing my baby's money i mean it was i mean technically it was her money so she's
0: like that thieving bitch they're hilarious and i didn't know that kathleen and jimmy was in this as well like she popped in out of nowhere and i was gagged i was like okay what is happening
1: i love my inner child was screaming (laughs)
0: it's perfection I'm obsessed with this movie and the murder she wrote on the TV was also like another joy for me I didn't know I forgot about that this movie again is just it was made for me I feel like I'm obsessed with every little thing that happens in this movie it's like gonna be like my new comfort movie I can't believe I haven't seen it since childhood because
2: I've been missing out clearly
1: yeah I feel like I haven't seen it since childhood either
2: I didn't watch this until I was in my um, I think like early 20s
1: Oh wow! I love that.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't watch, I didn't get to watch scary movies until I was like my first, um, scary movie. I don't know if I mentioned this before. Like, I know I said like what they were, but I didn't mm-hmm. watch scary movies until I was like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in that somewhere in that time frame. Um, and then I didn't watch them again like very often because I was super sheltered. Um, I would watch them when I got the opportunity. Of course, I was like very into it. Um, but once I moved out, I was like digesting all the horror that I could. And I I skipped over a lot of like key entries. Um, and the the child's play series was was one of them that I just never I never watched. It was like, I don't wanna watch a movie about a dumb doll. And then uh, and then I found out that there was a sickening a sickening Tiffany <laughs> in it. I actually think I decided to watch it because I saw I saw a gif of Tiffany being used a lot and I was like, is that from Chucky? And I was like, I need to watch that. And then I watched it. And I was like, I love everything about this. It's so
1: good. Absolutely.
2: It
0: really is. I'm gonna buy it in like
2: every which way. I'm gonna buy a DVD, a
0: Blu-ray. I'm gonna die it. I'm gonna buy it digitally, anything that I can. I want all the Tiffany merch. Like my fan growing heart, I guess, has like it's been reignited for this movie and for this franchise. Cause now I want to go back and like watch everything again and watch the new ones because I really don't know what they're giving at all. So I'm kinda curious.
1: Crash, that's what they're giving. Better
0: gutter since <laughs> so y'all don't see like the biggest fans like of want to make my own opinion and <laughs> see what they're like because i mean if jennifer tilly's still involved because also can we just like give a spotlight to her like she literally has given her all to this entire franchise like she still posts pictures with tiffany constantly like she is here for us like i'm obsessed with it like she has given her all to this series like a horror icon
2: she loves it she loves it she loves she loves tiffany she loves the franchise she loves the fans she loves the genre like she's just a i don't know i feel like she herself is a fan of the work that she does which is really really cool you don't get to like i'm not i'm not i don't want this to come off as like shade or anything to anybody but like you don't even get to see that out of like jamie lee curtis hardly you know there are a lot of scream queens who just don't really and, and she does appreciate what she's gotten from it, but um I never really see her like a fangirl out over the the world that's been built around her. Her. And um Jennifer Tilly is is very different. She is um she is very proud of this work, which I really appreciate. And I think that, that adds a lot to the movie too because this is a uh, you can tell that she's having a lot of fun while she's doing this. And a lot of this is voice acting. Ugh.
0: And she's so great, but she's a voice actress. That voice is so distinguishable, among, like just amongst the crowd.
1: Her voice is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's
2: just sexy. I feel like with each, I feel like with each, each sip, you just get a little bit, a little bit more H word, and I don't love it.
0: Uh, she's gonna hang up, and we're gonna just never hear from
1: Stormy again. I fucking hate show. <laughs> Literally, just me googling fucking Jennifer Tilly. Can I say something? Yes, absolutely. Do you
2: guys think that Chucky's voice is kind of hot?
1: Low key. Yes, I think
0: Dorf sounds very sexy. I do, personally. Okay.
1: Okay, so like Chucky's low key, but Tilly's high tea.
2: High tea, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right, you're right. I just I found myself like like watching and I'm like, if I close my eyes and pretend like this isn't a violent ball. <laughs> <doll. laughs>
0: I'm kind of into it. Okay, not to get too ridiculous, but I guess we're explicit in Ron or whatever. I can be pretty submissive in terms of <laughs> what's going on there. So, like, you know, any type of commanding nature in a voice is always going to be turned on for me. It's just, it's there. Even though he's so rude and so nasty, and I'm not about that. He just 18. has, like, he has, like, that, he has that bravado in that in that voice. That just, it's, it's sexy. Which is why she's spent 10 years hunting down this fucking mangled doll in that ridiculous locker of horror movie references um, to find him. Because she's obsessed. Her shrine, iconic.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> the way she... The way that she feels about him is I can relate to her obsession to this man, even though he's absolute garbage. I'm, I'm blessed and lucky my husband's uh, an absolute angel baby, but um, I'm the kind of person who easily could have a shrine to some sicko weirdo very easily if he, if he was the, I'm trying to think of the word. If he was like the right, the right flavor.
0: Okay, work. Okay, I'm a Pisces, so I completely understand. Shrines will be up immediately. One night stands and I'm obsessed, honey. So yeah. I'm right there with you, I understand. So I understand her obsession, I really do.
1: I want to throw it back to the very beginning scene. But like <laughs> when they're going through the evidence locker, the the first cop, we see so many iconic masks In that fucking prison, or not prison, but there's Michael Myers, Jason, Friday the 13th. There's so much in there.
0: It is. This movie, again, very meta. Because even like the poster for this movie is literally like the Scream 2 poster. Right. They knew what they were
2: doing with this movie. So. Do you guys have a favorite quote?
1: Oh, I'm sure. Let me look through my phone because I know I've wrote them down. There's so many.
2: I had several
1: tell me your first one
2: my like it took me a while to like I had to really like think about which one um Mm -hmm. and I finally landed on who the fuck is Martha Stewart (laughs) My (laughs) idol.
1: we love
2: mostly because of the delivery from both of them I felt like it highlighted very well like the characterizations I don't know if I doubt it was used in the trailer because fuck but it was, I was like, this perfectly sums up their um they're like not their relationship, but like their their back and forth as killers, as co-killers.
1: I think my favorite is like what would Martha Stewart do? That's also very funny.
0: I think of mine is when they're in the sex scene and she's like, he's like, look at me like I'm all rubber. And she's like, Oh, I thought you were plastic. That made me laugh the most, I think, out of everything. I thought it was very funny. And when I found out I was improvised, I was like, Iconic legendary. I think that's my favorite.
2: Do you have a rubber? Look at me. <laughs> I have rubber. I thought you were plastic. It's iconic
0: though. Tiffany.
2: What? Kiss me.
0: <laughs> They're hilarious. Also, when Chucky's spelling or when he's playing with that stupid, like,
2: what is that thing? I have no it's idea. It's like a speak and say or something, or it's like yeah. something like that. The speak and spell. Speak and spell.
0: Yeah. And she's like, that's not how you spell woman.
1: <laughs> I was like. So little do you know.
0: <laughs> so stupid. With the stupid little blocks and it says like kill Tiffany.
2: Slowly. <laughs> and he's got those crude drawings of her that looks like <laughs> a child's playpen. Like one of her split open, one with her like an, like several knives like throughout her body. Full comedy. Would you consider this movie campy? Oh my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I just want to make sure. This is, a, this is in my opinion an excellent like pristine example of how to re- like revive a like a classic film franchise because it still mm-hmm. has a lot of what makes the original right. movies work. Um, you know, the original movies were campy in their own right, not to this degree at all. I mean, The Living Doll, though, is like... Living Doll is enough camp, yeah. But it's got the camp, it's got the dialogue, it's got, like, the, uh, I guess, like, the surrealism, um, but it amplifies that, and it does so while being, like, acutely aware of what it is, like, of what it is. Um I love the first two Child's Play movies, but I feel like this one really like hones in on that camp. It kind of has like a John Waters feel to
0: it. It does. It definitely does.
2: Yeah, it's like Fr- It's like every uh, Freddy movie after the first one. Like the first ones was much more like Freddy wasn't like a wisecracker. I mean, he he had like lines, but he wasn't like like punny. Um, And he got more and more ridiculous with each, with each entry. Um, And that's where I think that the, the fourth film, Stormy, you said that you feel like this movie could have ended the franchise, right?
1: Oh yeah. I'm done. The ending, the baby (laughs) shooting out, like we could have honestly just fade to black. I'm done. We're good. Applause to you.
2: Are you familiar with the nightmare series? Yes. Would you also agree with me that the nightmare series could have ended after the fourth one?
1: A hundred fucking percent.
2: The fourth one felt like the, the, the my favorite to third.
1: The closing the
0: closing chapter. I think they should have ended with the third movie. I didn't need the fourth movie. The third?
2: Bitch, shut the fuck up. There's No, it didn't it didn't need to happen. I feel like fourth is necessary for me.
0: I mean when Nancy was murdered, I was over it.
2: I feel like the fourth one the fourth one did well enough. It wasn't my favorite the third one is my favorite nightmare. But I well, I say that. It's not. <laughs> um, it's it's like i think it's the quintessential it's the quintessential yeah it's like if i had to tell somebody what it's about i would be like dream warriors um <laughs> but obviously two two exists, and i can't pass up two because it's ridiculous but
0: i guess the fourth one helps with like the lore of freddie it like does it kind of brings in his story and like you said it kind of closes it out but when's nancy was fucking offed i was done
1: once somebody adrian likes dies he's done with the series so i'm very nervous for the way that he ties up the series. the saw series
0: <laughs> uh when we uh like when we watched i know what you did last summer too i was like you know once helen dies i'm i literally like don't for the podcast is like when i finally watched like the last 20 minutes of that movie because i never really cared like as soon as helen dies i turn it off every time i don't care what about movie? It. i know what you did last summer so when, oh, when Sarah okay, Michelle yeah. dies, like as soon, as soon as she dies, I'm done. I don't need Jennifer Love like screaming at me. I don't need, I don't need it. I don't need, um, I don't even remember his name.
2: Freddie Prince. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, I don't Freddie need Prince. Him, you know, trying
0: to act. I just don't need it.
2: I don't know why they killed. I don't know why they killed Helen Shivers off. She was the only character that you could identify with. I Absolutely. know we're talking about Bride of Chuck, but I have so many grievances <laughs> with. <laughs> Like that was our second episode for Really Queer. And I was like, whenever Jake and I were like talking about like, what are the first couple of episodes you want to do? And we were like, oh my God, let's do Scream. And I know what you did last <laughs> summer, it'd be so iconic. And then we, we, did, um, we did Scream, we were like, we love this. We did I Know What You Did Last Summer. We watched it thinking that we were going to love it. We hadn't seen it in years. We were both like, I hated this. <laughs> What? we just yes. spent like an hour and a half trashing it and i was like oh my god we just spent an hour and a half trashing it like every like gay men love this movie they're gonna hate this podcast
0: i love opinions though so it's whatever i've watched a movie sh- for sarah michelle and ryan Philippi. beyond that
2: like I oh don't. god that locker scene <gasps>
0: my sexual awakening like i swear ma'am the many times on the vhs was burnt out with how much i would like pause and with the vhs you have to like pause strategically like it's yes, like you did. <laughs> like tiktok nowadays like you have to pause it before like it moves past like a second more than you want it so i was like i had to like pause it perfectly and i would have those video those vhs tapes like locked away and i was like you know nobody can know what's on these vhs tapes i also have i don't know if you've ever seen but very gay um have you ever seen like david dakota movies like the brotherhood and okay i'm not sure okay that's very very gay they're very very gay but David like, Dakota, yes, and like it's like the Brotherhood series, and he made like, oh my god, just a whole bunch of movies. But his character, like his movies, are very gay, very homoerotic. And I would hide those VHSs and I would hide those DVDs, and I'd be like, you know, nobody,
1: <laughs> Adrian,
0: <laughs> these are my movies. Nobody needs to know about them because they were so gay. They were so gay. Not
1: Adrian's equivalent of Girls Gone Wild.
0: That's what they were. They were very much that. So David Dakota, sir, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's problematic these days. I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's been canceled, but thank you, sir, for bringing forth my childhood.
2: This the same one that worked on um, 40-year-old Virgin and Borat? I have no idea.
0: I don't think so. I think there are two separate David Dakotas in Hollywood.
1: Adrian, if they're the same Dakota, you're canceled.
2: Found it. No, it was different. I oh, okay thank god
1: nice than that. <laughs> i was like wow i'm gonna have to become part of really queer instead
2: <laughs> i am not i am i want you to know i'm not judging you i am thoroughly enjoying these titles though cocksure men Ooh. jock tease
1: my google search right now
2: <laughs> big d society
1: <laughs> big d society
2: dictmatized <laughs> Oh my god. If you ever get the chance,
1: count me in.
2: Muscle Mountain. I love <laughs> Muscle Girl, Mountain. I'm about to go to the Blockbuster and be like, y'all got you got Big D to society. <laughs> <laughs> can you open up the curtain to the back room, please? Can you can you open the curtain to the back room, please? I promise I'm 18. Oh
1: my god.
2: Um
0: Yes, if you have the chance of watching those movies, they're ridiculous. They're very much softcore porn. Not even that, maybe, I guess not. Because the shots... (laughs) I'll probably edit all this out, but in the... No,
2: don't. I love it. (laughs)
0: and like i don't know if it's the third movie like he has a brotherhood series and i think it's in the third one like they're locked inside the school playing this ridiculous game but there's a shower scene with this guy who's so so stunning but like the camera's up and down his whole body but he's showering in tidy whities the entire time so it's like it's sexy but also kind of stupid but and the killer's watching him the entire time i'm like same same me me and the killer are like on the same wavelength and then he i don't know if you get the chance of watching any of those movies they're insane
1: the fact that me and Adrian wonder why we're called ra- raunchy in our reviews, this really proves it all.
2: Are you really?
0: Yeah, people call us
2: raunchy. I don't feel like you guys are raunchy. Raunchy would be talking about, like, getting your throat stretched. Like, that's <laughs> that's raunchy. That'll get you an explicit rating.
1: We have an explicit rating on Spotify, but not on iTunes. Do we not? No.
0: Listen, I'm tired. I don't have time to fix it. So
1: <laughs> they tired. just get to roll with it. <laughs> We're safe for work. Get fucked. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not gonna fucking deal with all that nonsense. I but I did, I mean, I put us as explicit just for the cursing alone. But yeah, Sprite of Chucky. She's great. We love her. Uh but do you guys <laughs> recommend this movie? I say yes wholeheartedly, obviously.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Ten
1: out of ten.
2: I would honestly like if you're if you're a if you're a um I'm assuming I don't know what y'all's demographics are like. Are most of your listeners queer?
0: I would assume so. I would hope so. Not if you're straight, like don't run away. But I would hope so.
2: But I don't know. Well, if, even if you're not, this is a good time. But if you're <laughs> queer, especially this is a this is a fun movie to like to to watch and like um do like a queer reading. Of course, we've already done most of it for you, but horror movies are just gay.
0: So that's why we're here. We're queer. That's why we exist as a podcast. That's why Really Queer exists as a podcast. And that's why you should go and subscribe. So where can people find you, Sydney?
2: Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Sydney Hampton, S-Y-D-N-I. And Really Queer at Really Queer on Twitter and Instagram. And also we're on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts. We're on everything. Yeah, we're on everything. Work. Okay, well, thank you, of course, obviously for joining us and being
0: the first guest in my birthday bash month is what we're doing here.
2: Yeah, happy fucking birthday, Diva. Happy
1: birthday, bitch.
0: I know, turning 26. That's not that crazy. But yes, thank you for being our first guest.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I'm a super fan. <gasps> thank you. We appreciate it. Starmate, where can people find us?
1: You can find us on Spotify and Instagram and Apple Podcasts and Twitter, all at the same handle, at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can stream us pretty much anywhere in the whole world. Once again, follow Sydney. Wish Adrienne a happy birthday. We love you so much. And stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky. Bye.
0: Bye.